Welcome to My Shitty Podcast, So Shitty It Only Has One T. I'm your host, Adam Copeland. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing. And most importantly, thanks for telling a friend. I also want to thank my guest, Peter Grindel from the Violet Crown. Um, I don't know why I did a 1700s uh, old Victorian impersonation there, but uh, thanks, Peter, for um, coming on and uh, telling us a little bit about your job. Also, a special thanks to David Gill. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it. Um, without further ado, let's let the cat out of the bag. Hop mic is um, to I don't know, kind of pretend like vain, like oh, you can't see my mouth moving. <laughs> so as long as like I can't see your as mouth. long as I'm hiding right here, we're okay. Yes. So this is good. If I if I kind of do that, you got the. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, and, and I'll. T- tinker cool. with these little buttons all throughout for sure yeah so all if right. it gets louder and it's too loud just let me know anyways i just cool realized man. i emailed evan and i actually meant to email eric and <laughs> it's close enough i caught it evan eric close <laughs> I, caught enough. It. I caught it i caught it <laughs> killer all right cool all right we can start if you're, yeah, if you're ready i'm down Brad, man for sure all right uh let's start with just like introducing yourself cool. um who you are and what you do for a living Okay, my name is uh, Peter Grendel. Uh, I am the general manager for Violet Crown in Santa Fe, New Mexico. It's one of three Violet Crown locations. And uh, I've been doing this here since a month after we opened in 2015. So I've been here since June. So we're looking at three and a half years now. Nice. Yeah. How did you get into it? How did you like fall into this position? It's um, a, do you want all day or do you want an actual story? <laughs> Stories are okay, great. Story. The, the, basically, the, the secret behind this podcast is yeah. me to like ring a story out of someone like secretly. <laughs> like that's the that's the whole like tell me the story behind that or like give me the like all right one guy, one day. So it starts when I was three years old. <laughs> <laughs> the teacher asked me what I wanted right, to be when right, I grew right, up. Right, right, right. And here we are. Okay, no, like legitimately for Violet Crown. Um, the reason I say it's a story is because I'm actually pretty. It's pretty lucky and random that I'm here, mm-hmm. actually. In my opinion, it might not seem that way to other people. Uh, but w- my history, I was running another theater in town, a small, single-screen art house theater. And Violet Crown in Santa Fe, for those of you who haven't been there or who are listening from Michigan or wherever, yeah, I know you have a global fan base, Adam, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to try to think about the boys in Brazil. That's how I boast about, like, <laughs> come on, do my podcast. I got a lot of people to listen. I'm flattered every time like they, they send so me numbers. Flattered. So flattered. Yeah. I'm red right now. It's amazing. <laughs> and hi, Brazil. How you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to my peeps in Argentina. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so Violet Crown uh, is, a, is a three theater operation, and we started in Austin as four screens as a very cool, hip art house alternative to, uh, I, don't, I don't know if it's officially, I wouldn't call it officially, the alternative to the draft house, yeah. but it's definitely a different flavor. So if you love the draft, I always say, if you love the draft house, you'll love Violet Crown uh, because it's, 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 you know, the if the draft house is A, then Violet Crown is uh, B, right? So you have these options. And uh, Austin is, of course, full of these options. You have theaters everywhere, and everybody has beer, and everybody has their thing. Yeah. So the Violet Crown in Austin uh, has a very different vibe and a different flavor than a lot of these other theaters in Austin. So it was there for about five years, and then uh, it started to not franchise, but our, our lovely owner, Bill, basically said, I want to open a theater in Santa Fe. And that's kind of where we came in, right? I remember um, that being like a big deal also big in deal. Austin. Everybody was like, oh, oh, man, Santa Fe is going to be. And I remember thinking like, Santa Fe. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and, and it's not insane to say that, actually, yeah. if, if you haven't. I always say you can visit Santa Fe or you can live in Santa Fe. They're so different. Yeah. And you as someone who just moved here, tell me if I'm wrong or not, actually. No, that's that's 100% accurate. Yeah. And it is a huge deal like to have this style of movie theater here. Um, it's pretty rad. Sorry. It's okay. Yeah. Just beating up your mic. <laughs> Do it, man. You say something about my theater, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> easy, 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 man. I, no offense. No offense. Uh, yeah. Right. It's, it, it, so a lot of people say, God, I love it here. I love it here. And then they want to move here and living here physically is a very different thing than visiting. Yeah. Uh, as I'm sure it is everywhere else. So I don't know if I'm actually saying anything monumentally earth shattering here. No, that's right. all good. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, Santa Fe from Austin, I will say, this they have very different people living there certainly 
the attitudes are kind of the same. The the general global awareness, the small city vibe you very much have in Austin, but you have a big city. Yeah. Here you have a small city vibe with a small city. (laughs) (laughs) So we get a lot of uh, retirees uh, come out here. We have beautiful landscapes, right? We get a lot of celebrities who retire out here. Uh, We have a lot of artistic folks. We have a lot of you know, hippies who were trying to make it to California, who got stuck in New Mexico on the way, right? It's always called the land of entrapment instead of the land of enchantment, (laughs) which is our thing. So the land of entrapment means, oops, I accidentally fell in love. So the story goes that Bill's lovely wife, Susan, uh, you know, kind of falls in love with Santa Fe. She was brought here a lot as a kid. So uh, there was an opportunity and they put in a bid and they went for it. But funny enough, this is where it gets ridiculous, is that I was sitting there at a single screen art house and I had run this single screen art house. When I came here, I'd run it for nine years. But when they were going, obviously, it was a little, uh, when they were going after the bid, it was a little sooner than that. And yeah. I had, um, you know, I, I, I met my wife here and we met in college. She's a excellent lighting designer. Uh, and for the record, uh, my wife is the prettiest woman in the world. Sorry, everybody else. <laughs> yes. All right. But that's my wife. So that's who I married. All right. So of course I'd do anything for her. She got this great gig, uh, doing lighting design. So I stayed in town and throughout that we were always wondering since we met in college in Santa Fe, we were always wondering if we should leave, should we go out? We, you know, I lived in two places my whole life, Eugene, Oregon and Santa Fe, New Mexico. And I basically pull my, pull my life right down the middle. It's been pretty half and half for both places. So we said, should we go somewhere? So I started kind of venturing out. I took a week off and I'd go apply to a bunch of places. She's from Texas. So we said, let's check out Houston. Let's check out Austin. All of our friends moved to Austin. Why? Because they're all hipsters. So that's where they go. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, you know, you got Nashville, uh, you're next on the hipster moving to list. Uh, yeah. You got my hometown of Eugene, Oregon. Funny enough, where I yeah. came from, right? Is now a super cool place. Right when I leave, it becomes super cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so I started applying to places. And of course, I found Violet Crown Austin and I fell in love and I gave the guy an application. There was no opening. I found out later that I was probably applying for his position. So of course, you know, now he's there running it now, which is funny because I'm now his coworker in a very strange convoluted backwards story. Yeah. Anyway, so I fell in love with Icon Austin. I said, this is one of the best theaters I've ever been to. All right. Because there's reserved seating. There's hospitality like on the forefront. When you walk in those doors, I had someone take my coat and I was going to an interview. Wow. Right. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and I don't know if they actually do that for patrons or that was just a lucky experience, but she gave me water and I sat there. Did you get your coat back? I got my coat back. Okay, cool. All right. <laughs> I was going to say that, that may have just been petty theft. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. This girl didn't even work there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just take your coat. I'm like, wow, you guys are amazing. Do you want my money too? Yeah. I'll take that wallet. Yeah, I'll like, babysit I'll, all this. Yeah. For you. Okay. <laughs> there you go, buddy. Bye, Crown Austin. Thank you. Right. Right. Uh, uh, so, so I fell in love and I basically, I, I came back going, oh my God, if I don't get that job, that's fine. You know, we would, I don't even know if there is a job, but oh, I'm stealing all their ideas. So yeah. I, I decided that, you know, they were, they were kind of an inspiration to everything that I started to do with my theater then. Um, so funny enough. Yes. Uh, mute. <laughs> Real life phone calls coming. Caller uh, one, you're on the air. <laughs> do you want to take it? Sorry. No, I, I wanted to mute it. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. You can. <laughs> yeah, right, right. You're live. I don't mind. <laughs> on Adam Sproger. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay, right. So, so I went there, I fell in love and then Violet Crown was announced. We had this hole in the ground here in Santa Fe for about 18 years here in the rail yard there. Now I figured out how to mute it, uh, (laughs) here in the rail yard. There was a hole in the ground, and there was a theater that was going to build. They were going to be like 18 screens, triple story, and it was going to be the first ever uh, all-Spanish-language cinema in New Mexico. And the pitch was to really, I mean, our population here is so diverse. I don't speak a lick of Spanish, and there's tons of people here who don't speak a lick of English and make their lives and their careers and their entire path with that and that's okay and that's how awesome santa fe is because it's such a combo of all this stuff uh so 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 that was his pitch uh basically he got two weeks into the uh two days two days into construction yeah and dug a giant hole where his awesome Spanish language theater was going to be, and 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 his investors bailed immediately. Oh, this is like twenty one years ago now. Yeah. Okay. So it was a hole in the ground for eighteen solid years. Wow. While they tried to figure out that thing and that thing, and this guy left and came back and bankruptcy and not and investors and all this stuff, and finally, for whatever magic reason, 
all of a sudden, boom, it was time to turn that hole into a theater again. Yeah. And this guy had to bid again for whatever, whatever trials and tribulations he went through for 18 years. He had to bid again. Yeah. Uh, along with a couple other folks. So there was, there was him, there was Violet Crown. Uh, and then there were, uh, two Regals. I want to say one was an ultra star, excuse me, not a Regal. And then one was a Regal and both of the Regal and the ultra star. And it went into the public, public committee. This is how everything works in Santa Fe. You don't get anywhere unless the public votes. Yes. Yeah. We, we had to vote. For example, the public actually had to vote if we could build a Walmart right outside of city limits or not. We got to control that. Right. And that's how we're all set up. We had to vote if we wanted to put a truck stop right at the, at the uh, gateway to Santa Fe, yeah. uh, this lovely post-turquoise trail from Madrid all the way down to the gateway to Santa Fe. Yeah. And there's this giant hole, uh, not a hole, excuse me, an empty field. Yeah. Uh, and we actually had to vote as Santa Fe's if we're okay putting a corporate-controlled truck stop there. And they voted it down. All <laughs> nice. right. Walmart got built, truck stop didn't. What are you going to do? Yeah. Anyway, so here we are. We got to decide what theater we want. Regal's pitch is, if you build the building for us, we will operate it. And it basically everybody laughed it out at the door. Ultrastar, same thing. If you build it, we'll just make sure it's staffed. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they, I was right. Okay. Well, then it was basically down to Bill and uh, Violet Crown's second location, and uh, this other gentleman who had put in a bid uh, way longer and had made a hole in the ground. And I don't know if he lost everybody's trust or not. It's really I don't know. Yeah. But I went up there and I was looking at the proposals. I was like, no, no. And keep in mind, I'm a single screen art house yeah. nonprofit that just made the, or was about to make the transition from film to digital. Incredibly expensive. And if you know anything about the history of, well, the most recent history of film, uh, uh, basically film is gone, all right? Film Mm -hmm. is dead. No one really makes it anymore unless you're like, Ignore. Got it. Unless you're like next one. Uh, next uh, one that calls you have to take. It. I'm gonna take it live <laughs> right. on the live on the air. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll prove to you what customer service is like. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I love you so much. I'm on a podcast right now. Yeah. And I'm picking up the phone. Yeah. And this better be in your Yelp review. <laughs> okay. Uh, I left a wallet there last week. <laughs> right. well, let's I'll do it right yeah. now. Live on the air. Come on down. Say hi to Adam's crowd. Man. That's right. <laughs> We so, did. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was just gonna. You were you were saying film was film right. is dead. Film is dead. Uh, the digital transition is at least seventy thousand per screen. A lot of these single screen, two screen nonprofit art houses, they've never had that money. Yeah. Even a original thirty five never cost that money. Even a thirty five right now will not cost that money. Uh, but so basically, digital said you got to redo your entire booth, otherwise you're no longer a movie theater. Yeah. So the smart people cashed out. And the dumb people said, I'm still going to do it, but I'm going to be a bitter jerk about it. Yeah. And I'm saying this very candidly. Yeah. But straight up, the people who shut down after this were the people who did not embrace hospitality, the changing of the times, the facts that you have Netflix to combat, you know, I can buy a six pack of beer, I can buy underwear, and I can buy a TV and a cable, you know, box, right, for pretty cheap. Yeah. And my, my ROI on that is going to be insanely much, much, much bigger than it ever would be going to a movie a couple times. Sure. Right. So why would I ever want to do that? And, and so this had just happened. So I'm watching a ton of friends go out of business. Mm-hmm. I'm watching a ton of friends, uh, sell their business and I'm sitting here going, what do I do with my business? Cause I was basically on that cusp as well. Yeah. Where do I go? What do I do? And, and keep in mind, I just basically come back from Texas from touring all these awesome facilities, including Austin Valley Crown, which I had decided was my favorite theater in the world. Yeah. So immediately, of course, Violet Crown is announced. My first gut reaction is tear them down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I, I'm quoted in the paper basically saying, if you build Violet Crown, they're going to murder your firstborn. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> And now I'm running it, so here's your irony. Uh, right? There you go, yeah. <laughs> and, and and my initial gut reaction was fear, fear, fear. No, they're going to ruin everything. They're going to put you out of business. It's going to be terrible. Right. Right. And, of course, Violet Crown wins. And it's funny because I talked to a guy on the board afterwards, and I said, you know what you just did, right? You know, And he says, yeah, we took your advice. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I want to build – I want the best theater in the world to be here. Yeah. We trust you. Yeah. And you just told us it was the best, so good job. Yeah. And then I said, wait a second, why am I not falling in love with this concept instead of fighting it? Sure. And I went home to my wife and she's like, yeah, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) You should have applied (laughs) instead of saying they suck, right? Yeah. So so it's funny because actually uh, Bill, uh, our our owner, uh, actually called me the very next day and he said, I'm not a jerk, I swear. 
And I started to talk to him about what kind of person he was, what kind of theater he wanted this to be. And, and I basically started just warming up, you know, and, and I, and I even said, I was like, just so you know, I applied to you a million years ago yeah, and, um, I'm pretty sure you hate me right now, but, uh, I'm definitely down. Yeah. I'm just saying, yeah, (laughs) you know, so, so, so after three years, I, I just knew the guy and I hung out with him and we, we would rap and romance and talk about movies. And I think I met with him maybe uh, eight or 10 times over the course of three years. Sure. We would just, we just kind of, I don't know, became friends, I suppose. And then when it finally came down to it, keep in mind, I'm a guy who runs a nonprofit single screen art house uh, on a college campus. So I split half the time, my time, actually, I was a professor for film students. Mm-hmm. And then the other half of the time, I ran a movie theater for yeah. film students and the public. So it was education versus art. No commerce attached, all right? Um, uh, and for whatever reason, uh, I, I had applied, of course I wanted to run this place. I had no kitchen experience, never run more than one screen, uh, never booked more than anything beyond foreign language films. And all of a sudden I'm in charge of an 11 screen bar, restaurant, cinema hybrid, and basically given the keys, a couple days of training and said, good luck. (laughs) Yeah. The thought of just that, like, yep, there's a bar. Yep. There's there's eleven. Oh, it was 11, 12 screens. We have eleven screens. Eleven screens. Yes. Um, restaurant, um, and I, I, lounge area, patio. I don't know. The you can thing. you can kind of add more yeah. to it, but the thought of that alone is like this juggernaut. Yep. <laughs> and so much. Yeah. So it's spinning so many plates. That's <laughs> right. That's an obstacle. Right. I mean, just. Just a bar is a huge obstacle. Just a bar. Just a restaurant yep. is, is a huge obstacle. And, you know, just a theater, huge obstacle. You got three of them. And it would have been enough for me to go to one screen to 11 screens. But yeah. now I'm one to 11 plus all this other stuff. Yeah. So needless to say, I worked a lot for a long time. <laughs> yeah. A lot of stress, you know, and a, and a lot of learning. All right. But but now, you know, here we are. And, and I got to say, like on paper, I never would have hired me. And I always thought I was shot in the dark, but then they did. And then I'm like, what do you not know about yourself? Now I've been here almost, you know, over three years and we're yeah. kicking butt and yeah. I feel really confident and, and um, I'm loving everything we do. So we're spread out between blockbusters. We'll play the Minion movies. We'll play all your Despicable Me's and your Grinches and all that stuff. Yeah. How do you and, choose? Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. That, that was just leading right into my next segue? question. Very, very, very <laughs> beautiful segue. I, that was effortless. <laughs> Are you looking at my questions over here? Yeah, man. <laughs> Not those I can read. <laughs> yeah. Not that fancy pants right, cursive, right, right, huh? Right. <laughs> uh, right. So, uh, so, so, what we've decided we want to do, which is what I really dig, and I said if I have to do something, uh, so, so the single screen art house land for those of you in Brazil who don't have one of those. <laughs> all right, we played eighty percent foreign language films, uh, which means we never had any ADA assisted devices because we never needed them because there were subtitles on every movie, basically. Yeah. Right. We uh, uh, we we operate as a nonprofit, which means we survive off of fundraising. Uh, we're a single screen, which means we play one movie at a time. Uh, most multiplexes have two or three or four. So if you book uh, Venom, right, you can yeah. play it every hour because they overlap. Okay. Yeah. We couldn't overlap. So so you have the option for four or five shows a day. Period. Uh, we'd ran on one or two staff members. Sometimes it was just me. Yeah. Right. And uh, and it was scrappy and it was fun and it was independent and yeah. it was truly, you know, I, I felt very rogue. I felt very. Uh, 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 very special and very cool running this cool underground For art sure, house man. thing, right? Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. I totally get that. Like, yeah. I, I get that, like, today's going to. Today's gonna suck a huge dick, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out there and do it. Now. I'm gonna like, do it. I'm gonna yes, do it. I'm gonna right. start at the base and work my way all and the way up. It's gonna be the best dick ever. Yeah. All right? When we're done, I'm gonna make this my dick. This yeah. Right. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna turn this into. And so that's yeah. what I did. Yeah. Yes, I made the dick mine every day. <laughs> I turned it into my sexual preference. That turns out I like men. Right. Right. Yeah. You, you nailed it. That's exactly it. And at the end of the day, you'd say, you know, it wasn't as big as I wanted it to be. Sure. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> It still felt good. Sure, right. sure. Yeah, successful blowjob, all in all. God, how did we turn it that way? No, but I get the like the ambitious like I'm gonna have 17 hurdles, but yeah. 
bring them on, man. Like yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready for. I'm ready yeah. for this. And yeah. my mission, the only other screen in town that had this many theaters. I mean, we have lots of art houses in town. Yeah. Single screens, two screens, nothing more, right? Lots of those. Uh, the most screens per capita, right? Then Manhattan or something along those lines was the big statistic that was thrown around. And and so when we opened, we had Regal on the left side of town, Regal on the right side of town, a bunch of art houses in the middle, including my old art house. And I said, I don't want to compete with any of these people because then I'm a hypocritical jerk. Yeah. But at the same time, I got to have an awesome theater because sure. then I'm a hypocritical jerk, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and I just abandoned my old love, my love of nine years, my old you know movie theater. So Right. And that's all I knew. So I said, well, we got to make this the best art house multiplex ever. Yeah. And it started, and it's a hybrid, so why the hell not? So you know, I said, for every Despicable Me 3 we open, mm-hmm. we're going to maintain that Austin Violet Crown vibe, and we're going to balance it. With a Lars von Trier epic, right? You know, yeah. Epic, quote unquote. But you know, it's three hours. It's an epic. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> and 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 in addition to that, we're going to play retro screenings. Uh, we're going to do operas and ballets from around the globe. We're going to do book signings. We're going to do uh, uh, panels about uh, uh, you know the ice caps melting. Sure. Um, we're going to do dance parties, right? Yeah. Uh, and we've done every single bit of it. And I was just talking to our VP before you came in. Yeah. Because she's awesome and visiting and. Uh, I was looking at our calendar right here, which you can see is full of black. Yes. Okay. <laughs> black Sharpies. <laughs> and that's Sharpie. Scribble marks. There's... <laughs> Never They're, ends. What, what did they want? <laughs> I, I that wasn't my name, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Um, there's something every single day. And I realized for the last seven days, I have an event every single day of seven events in seven days. And literally one of those is Harry Potter guys dressing up. I got a documentary about rock climbing. I have an event with the drummer of the Grateful Dead tonight. Uh, I'm doing a book signing uh, plus a Western screening on next week, Monday, right? I got Outlaw Josie Wales coming up next week. I have an installable planetarium when we open Wreck-It Ralph for kids to come in. And I'm just sitting here going, yeah, you literally do something every day. Yeah. And and so that's been our big mission is I don't want to be a movie theater. And my boss, I'm stealing it right out of his mouth. We got to be a hospitality venue. For sure. Um, uh, and that's the goal is to be a movie theater second almost and be a community institution. Definitely first. feels that way. Yeah. And so we want that art house vibe. We want that community vibe. At the same time, you can watch Venom yeah. and turn your brain off. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So you get to kind of pick and choose. It's, 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 we're a choose your own adventure movie theater. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, for sure. Is there a percent? I know that. Um, Oftentimes, like movie theaters, will give a percentage. There's a percentage that goes to the the uh, the movie company, yes. and there's a percentage that um, stays at the theater. Yes. What? How does that? Who who decides that? Is oh. that something that's already like implemented? Like, oh, you know, you get forty percent. That's right. standard. That's is, it. Is or, that or it? Or go to hell? Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, some people are like that. Yes. Disney's like that. They don't say go to hell. Yeah. But, you know, you get the feeling like they might. <laughs> yeah, I mean? for sure. For Disney, sure. Disney definitely calls the shots. You know, the big, the big rumor story was when episode one opened, they demanded 100% of the box office. Wow. I didn't hear that. Yes. That's now, I don't know crazy. if that's true or not, but, you know, they're not like that now. They, yeah. I do not give them all of our Last Jedi money, but it's definitely a fair shake. So it actually correlates exactly how you'd think it would be. It takes logical sense. Yeah. Uh, if the bigger the movie, the more money you owe back to the distributor. That's usually how it goes. And the smaller the movie, the less money you owe back. Slash, sometimes you can actually say, no, we're going to go for 35 on that. Sorry. Yeah. And if you want to play it here, then that's what we're going to have to do. And that's our best take. The cool thing about it is it's often described as a a uh, really behind closed doors, angry, um, evil situation, film booking. Yeah. And it's not like that unless you're a bad person. <laughs> sure. If you're a good person, which I find some of the world is, you can legitimately explain to people, hey, man, 55% on this title is just too much because this, this, and this, and I know my theater, I'm in Santa Fe, and I know my local market. And half the time they'll say, cool, I don't care. Yeah. (laughs) And the other half, they will legitimately say, cool, man, well, I'll ding you down a little bit and we'll see if that works for you. You know, there's actually a lot more, especially when you, when you get into the indie world, obviously there's a lot more guys out there and girls, excuse me, and women, God damn it. People, humans. There's I feel a lot like, of dames and a lot of fellas out there. Hear, yeah, yeah, right. Uh, the Donald Trump quote from last week, that's what I just did. I try oh, it's not PC. to. We have to say women now. I'm yeah. really sorry, everybody. I, I, I'm really sorry. It's, anyway. it's all good. You're doing good, man. Anyway, there's, there's, there's guys who will haggle and there's guys who will just say, take it or leave it. And, yeah. you know, it's up to us to say... 
is it worth it? Or, you know, the thing that I love about what I get to do is I'm actually allowed and encouraged to put things forth that have no value. Yeah. And I'm allowed to invest in things that I can't say our ROI is going to come back full force. And, you know, like it's like popcorn. Like I spend this much on popcorn and I make this much back on popcorn. And it's that easy. A lot of business people see that, rely on that. That's their Bible. That's it. Yeah. But what I get to do here, which is very cool, uh, and a shout out to corporate, honestly, if you're listening to this, maybe. <laughs> Hopefully you're not. <laughs> uh, but I, 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 the cool thing is we're encouraged to put forth things that uh, are just good things to do uh, that make people happy, that uh, might make them see the world in a different way or just enjoy Santa Fe in a different way. And um, I won't make money off of that, but what I do make is good feelings. Yeah. And it's always been my theory that a good feeling when you walk out that door is infinitely more powerful than a free pass or a promise of a free popcorn next time or, uh, or, or God, I can't wait till the next Avengers movie comes out. I want you to walk home going, Violet Crown gave me a proverbial hug today. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And we find the way to do that um, is by these events and these, uh, you know, the hands-on kind of attitude I have, like like Grateful Dead tonight. We're doing this big sponsorship fundraiser thing with the School for Advanced Research, yeah. which is an institution that's over 100 years in town. All right. And they're basically a gigantic uh, cultural library that you can go to for free. They collect, they have the biggest... Gosh, uh, I think they have the biggest Native American pottery collection in the world, or in America at least. Deadhead fans? Uh, deadhead <laughs> fans, yeah. No, it's getting there. I promise it, it makes sense. So what they have tonight, and I'm not promoting this because good luck getting in, guys. It's sold out. <laughs> <laughs> what they're do we're doing tonight is, is it's actually a fundraiser for the Batsafi people. And what happened? We have a, a gentleman here in town named Steve Feld who recorded uh, an album called Voices of the Rainforest over 20 years ago with the drummer of Grateful Dead. Uh, and it's basically a soundscape of rainforest. And it's meant to not be played on headphones, but meant to be played in a 7-1 movie theater. Rad. It's got pictures to go along with it. It's yeah. kind of like a a poor man's... That's not poor man's. It's it's an alternate reality version of Koina Scotsy, okay. where the point is to fall in love with the earth, whereas Koina Scotsy is kind of trying to... If you haven't seen Koina Scotsy, I'm really sorry. You got to watch it. <laughs> Just shut up and watch it. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> you too, Adam. I, you I know. It? I, no, no, I, I haven't. It. But okay. I'm, I'm trying to. So picture it. <laughs> it's a it's a narrative listener. Write it down. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll do my yeah, work. we'll have to spell it for you. <laughs> yeah. Hit me with it. This will be good for the listeners, okay. actually. K O Y A A N I S Q A T S I. Koyana Scotty. And it's 80 minutes. It's produced by Coppola in the 80s. Uh, I would have known how to read that. Yeah, man. I, well, you, yeah, right. I, I usually call it that one movie. That one movie. About the cave the, paintings. Yeah. And it's a symbolic journey through the history of the earth, which basically ends with, we've now invented technology that can destroy us. What are you going to do? Yeah. And it stops right there. All right. So it's kind of that same kind of vibe where you get immersed in the rainforest. It's a real methodic, very transcendental. If you're a kid, you're going to be bored out of your skull. If sure. you're an adult, you'll really dig it. Yeah. Right. Anyway, that's what we're doing tonight is it's time they've done, they've remastered it. They went back and shot a bunch of footage. Uh, and then tonight the entire fundraiser going straight to the Batsavi people. Um, cause they're actually really busy getting disenfranchised right now by a bunch of oil drillers and a bunch of very bad, bad environmental influences that are really messing up their their nice little happy home sure um, so what? that's what we're doing tonight man and it's in a movie theater that's amazing yeah yeah that's For, so, so that's one thing adam that's, that's yeah that's, that's the pitch that's right? one event one uh, amongst uh, amongst many right that, that's amazing yeah um well said and what a rad like concept right uh, to, right to, I um, hope so. As long as you like it, I'm kind of <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan. Um, do you have a favorite movie? This is, I've got a couple of like actual good interview questions and then we go right into really immature, stupid ones. I love it. Okay. I, Cause I, if you've noticed now, I'll just talk your head off. No, like, that's great. You're oh, this great. guy told me to talk. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> In the meantime, I'm, I'm giving you the wrapped up symbol. Like, like come yeah, on. Shut up. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Um, <laughs> favorite now, movie. Favorite you, movie. Well, first off, you mentioned uh, popcorn. Is popcorn the bane of your existence? I have no, to. No. I, I freaking love popcorn, man. <laughs> so do I. Like, I, I can't get enough of it. Yes. And if popcorn cost me $30, yes. I will pay it. Yes. And what I always say is, 
you know, people say it's it's cute, and I don't truly feel this way, but it's a great joke. Uh, people say Coke, five dollars for Coke. I'm like, can you make Coca Cola at home? Yes or no? <laughs> can you? And the answer is always no. And I'm like, then it's worth five bucks. Totally. Now. You can make popcorn at home, but can you make my popcorn at <laughs> no, home? You no, can't. And you can't. it comes out of the kettle. And <laughs> yeah, like, man. Yeah, that's, yeah. It's a completely different popcorn. Yeah, I swear it's worth it. Yeah, I, I concur <laughs> fully. I concur. I will never bat an eye at whatever the movie theater yes. slaps on their popcorn. Like, for yes. like, whatever. Yes. That's worth the... If that pays for the janitor that's going to pick up most of the spilled popcorn <laughs> that's going to probably miss my mouth at some point. Uh, my um, ushers are going to kill me, but that's job security. Don't stop. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really sorry. The rest of my staff, I'm sorry. Yeah, right? Um, I, I don't know. I've, I just feel like yeah. it's it's worth it. It's worth it for me. I fucking love it's popcorn. It's part of life, man. You tell me, does a stripper not like have, like, does a stripper not to like to have sex? Does an ice cream taster not like to eat ice cream? Sure. If the answer is yes or no, I have no idea. But yes, I love popcorn. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I just thought, yeah, I would imagine it was one way or the other. Like, no, I fucking love popcorn. Yeah. There's no in between. There's no, no. like, eh, popcorn's okay, I guess. Well, you're a bartender. Do you drink? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So sweet. There yeah. You go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they, they all don't. you did was find the sweetest job ever. Then. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just try not to drink at work. That's the. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> How cool dicey. are you, Adam? Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, like the fawns behind <laughs> yeah. the bar. <laughs> Uh, uh, what is what is my favorite? favorite okay. Yeah, fa- do you have a favorite movie totally, totally. that came out like this year? Okay, so favorite movie of this this specific year mm-hmm. that came out this year. Yeah, and this is where I'm going to be a total jerk because I haven't seen every movie this year. Yeah, um, I if I can count it honestly, I. I if you'll let me count it, I'm going with Last Jedi, but it's barely at the end of yeah, last just year. Yeah, cusp a little bit. And if, if you let me count it, I loved that movie for a million different reasons. And if you get me started, you all of a sudden will have a Star Wars podcast. We'll leave it at that. Okay. No, that's, I'm down <laughs> you know? with that. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um, favorite movie of all times then? So all time would be Bride of Frankenstein, for oh, sure. Nice. Yes. Yeah. And I know the radio listeners can't see this, but I'm taking off my shirt. <laughs> yes. There you go. Awesome. And I'm showing Adam a picture of my my Frankenstein tattoo. That's amazing. On, there you go. <laughs> that's a, so yeah, best Fra- movie ever. Frankenstein's one of my like favorite monsters of yeah. all times. So it's just, well, a Frankenstein's monster is one of my favorite monsters right, of all times. Right, you gotta um, be real about it, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And then one of my favorite uh, Mel Gibson movies is uh, Young Frankenstein. Is that really? Oh, so good. Okay, man. good. It's so good. Do you my like- favorite Mel Gibson movie is Braveheart. Sorry. <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you guys are funny. I caught you. Yeah. Dang it! I did not mean to say that. <laughs> that guy, that guy, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks. Thank you very much. Yes. So, so dorky, dorky factoid from a kid who learned German in high school. Yeah. Uh, and then moved to Santa Fe, New Mexico, and knows no Spanish. But I know a ton of German. Yeah, is they say Frankenstein yeah. in Mel in the Brel Mook version. Frankenstein emphasizing the e before the i. Yeah, and in German it's backwards. So Ein is correct. Stein is correct, just like a beer Stein. Uh-huh. So they say it totally backwards in Mel Brooks. I know he was trying to be historically accurate, but he totally failed. <laughs> Because they keep correcting each other. It's Frankenstein. Frankenstein. The funny thing is that's actually not correct. That's why that joke is actually the best joke in the world. Yeah, there's layers to it, man. there's layers, man. That's (laughs) so good. (laughs) Right. Uh, It's beautiful. Why why Bride of Frankenstein? Uh, I'll quote my kid. So I watched it over Halloween just a couple weeks ago with my seven-year-old. Yeah. Um, And he had seen it before. We see it every once in a while. But specifically this time, I think I guess he's old enough to figure this out. He figured out there was a duality to it. It was very cool. He goes so uh, Bride of Frankenstein. Frankenstein meets. Uh, uh, he's on the run from the evil pitchfork, pitchfork wielding uh, folks. He's already killed some people accidentally. Sure. And uh, basically, the town's pissed off at him. Frankenstein doesn't know what he wants to do, where he's going, who he is. Of course, he's a monster who's just born, and then people threw fire at him, and he yeah. got pissed. Right. Ah. He, right. Yeah. <laughs> right. So he finds a blind man in the forest. Uh, it's funny because Frankenstein, the monster, of course, does not know how to. Talk talk just yet he goes yeah and the blind man does not know how to see 
And immediately, there's a line in the film, because the film's all about duality, good and evil, at the very end. I'm going to give it away, guys. If you haven't seen it yet, you suck. Straight yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. It's over 80 years old. I was going to say, there's, okay. there's, you've had time. You've had time. <laughs> all right. Lifetimes have passed, World War One and Two, and you haven't seen Bride of Frankenstein yet. Go to hell. Spoiler alert coming so, up. <laughs> here it comes. They all fucking die. All right. Yeah. Now, the way that they die, though, <laughs> is the bride finally is created. Frankenstein forces the doctors into creating the bride. The bride... Uh, uh, is supposed to fall in love with Frankenstein's monster and they go live a happy little monster life in the hills together. The bride, funny enough, is terrified of the Frankenstein monster. Ironic. Frankenstein says, we belong dead and throws the switch and kills everyone. So that's your duality, good versus evil. That's funny. She's actually evil. So is he. She's repulsed by him. He falls in love with her. Uh, The blind man is blind. Frankenstein's monster cannot talk. My seven-year-old immediately goes, dad, that's the same but different. He can talk, he can see. Oh my god! Wow! And that was it. And he rec- and he didn't know what he was saying or sure. how he was saying it. But it's that duality that doesn't exist in any other monster film at that time that made Frankenstein just way ahead of its time. Yeah. Really fun, very spooky. Yeah. Um, that kind of thought that that you could kill yourself after you strive to find your soulmate turns out your soulmate hates you too just like it's just man it's heartbreaking yeah. man yeah it's a big huge circle it's a heavy that movie. just goes round and round and round yeah. yeah and it's only 70 minutes and they do this in 70 minutes yeah uh it kills me every time i love it yeah man yeah, yeah. movies now yeah. you don't you don't find one for 70 minutes, <laughs> it's three right? and a half hours <laughs> to get to the fucking point <laughs> uh they used to have intermissions those like yeah. 70 minutes they yeah just stop in the middle go to the restroom um is there a movie up and coming that you're excited about Oh gosh. I mean, all of them. Yeah, of course. Uh, my big one, honestly. Yeah. I have to, I'm paid to say this. Sure. Right? No, the, the one that I'm, 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 I'm really immersed in the holiday season right now. trying to figure out what we play when we play it. Uh, vice vice is my pick for the year that I really am dying to see. Do you know about this film? No. So it's uh, Christian Bale, uh, plays Dick Cheney. Yes. I shit you not okay. <laughs> <laughs> in perfect makeup. All right. Really? Like he looks Dick Cheney. And uh, Sam Rockwell plays George W. Bush. And the trailer, I don't know. I don't know if I buy that one. Maybe it's because I just, man, the Dick Cheney makeup is rock solid. Really? Uh, So this comes out Christmas Day. It's called Vice. And it's about, according to the trailer, and this is directed by Adam McKay, uh, the guy who did The Big Short and did a bunch of fun Will Ferrell comedies way before that. So he got his start in comedy. And then he's branched out into real dramatic stuff. Big Short was huge, really good. Absolutely, yes. Also Christian Bale. And and he directs Vice. And the plot here is this is how George W. Bush got elected. And it's about the fantastical behind the scenes of, I don't know how true this is or not, don't quote me, but their conversation is basically George W. says, I want to be president, but I don't really know how to do it. And Dick Cheney says, I want to be president, but I don't want to be president. Yeah. And it's about their arrangement that George W. is the face and Dick Cheney is the actual it's, brain. Yeah, he's pulling the, yeah, he's the, he's a marionette right. puppet. Uh, right. That's, that's And awesome. that this is their arrangement when they go into the presidency. Yeah. Again, don't tell, I don't have no idea if this is true or not. Sure. But that is fascinating enough. To, I'll subscribe to it. This is yeah. my top pick for the year right now, period. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sick, yeah. man. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited about that. That's yeah. going to be fun. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about um, working in a place with so much teenage sexual <laughs> sexual activity? <laughs> it's like here the skating rink. It's like the it's movie tough, theaters man. and the skating rink. Do you see it? Are you like, oh, these two. These, these guys, two guys, these guys are already making out like in line. You know, I, I see them. I have... Uh, we have caught people uh, copulating in the theater before when they're at a show by themselves. Really? Yes. So we've busted that up a few times. Yeah. Um, what's that? What's the... What's the <laughs> it sucks. What's the protocol? Yeah, that's got to suck. Like It's usually an usher doing a theater check. So we do theater checks every half hour. There's someone in your theater. If you see them or not, just making sure you're not on your phone, talking on it, that kind of thing. That's, yeah. You know, we're pretty strict about that stuff here. Uh, some people aren't, some people are, it's great. So when we do that and we will, it happens every once in that 10 o'clock late show of whatever awesome romantic comedy that's been out for four weeks, (laughs) it's on its last leg. (laughs) That one couple goes to it. They sit in the back and we do a theater check and boom, there it is. Yeah. All right. That has occurred. Uh, and yeah, it's the most awkward thing in the world. Yeah. And Usher will usually run out and go, um, I need your help. <laughs> and I'll usually have to go, you know, it's shine the flashlight and go wrap it up, wrap it up. Yeah. That's usually how it goes. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. food and drink. You guys provide a wonderful option of not just like not food and drink, 
great food and drink. I hope um, so. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Thank wonderful you. menu. I've come here just for dinner. Awesome. Uh, I've got a coworker that's like, I'm going to get my weekly burger at, at Violet Ground. We are the weekly burger? <laughs> yeah, wow. yeah. This is his like reward. He gets a beer okay. and a burger. I can retire. Wonderful uh, beer selection, wine selection, yada, yeah. yada, yada. I'll yeah. sing your praises all day long. But 46 taps, just saying. People still have to <laughs> in the bar industry, people would sneak in like the little airplane bottles. I'm like, do. the stress, <laughs> the stress and like the effort that it took to like, yep. I'm going to go buy the small bottle because it fits in my pocket and then sneak that in. And yep. then I'm going to get a cup of ice and then I'm going to babysit that. And then is, do you still find food? I guess is what yes. I'm like. Do you still find like, <laughs> what is this? Is 90, this 99 bananas, man. <laughs> I'm not 99 bananas is, is the sneak in the drink of choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We bust these people all the time and it's great, but of course, you know, we're not doing bag checks. I'm I, I'll just admit it. Yeah. We don't do bag checks guys. If you wanted to slip a 99 bananas into your pocket, you could do it every single day. You well, could. There's always going to totally be, uh, speaking about fruit, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's always going to be a bad apple, you know? See, you're, you're, you're gold. Yeah. You're just on fire, man. <laughs> Meantime, people are just like yeah. fast forwarding 15 yeah. seconds. Like, you get through Adam's bad dad jokes. <laughs> um. Yeah, you know, you get, you get all types, man. My favorite guy ever just uh, walked in. He was a homeless man off the street. Yeah. Okay, so he's not truly my favorite. I pity the guy. It sure. sucks. He lives whatever life he's living. Yeah. But what he did here was so hilariously <laughs> terrible because he just literally wandered in. I yeah. don't think he knew where he was, who he was. He was stoned out of his gourd. Yeah. Okay. And he straight up just walks into one of our theaters. And half the people are watching him. The other half are like trying to talk to him. And he can't really... It was a tough one. Anyway, yeah. he 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 just decided that that movie theater was the bathroom, and that that seat no. was the potty. No. <laughs> yep. Whoa. And he just let loose on it. <laughs> and we're like chasing after him as this is occurring. So that yeah. was a good. One. And then he proceeded to pass out immediately. Just passed out right after. And that. he's a huge like three hundred pound guy, so we couldn't even Whoa. drag him out. Yeah. Oh man. It was an ambulance call. Turns out they're like, oh, this guy. You know, they'd look at him. And they're like. How you been? Yeah, Haven't you know, seen you in a couple days. Yeah, It's bad when you're like a regular with the EMS or like the fire department. <laughs> oh, they're like, Ted, yeah. Ted wake up, Ted. Yeah. Like, You've oh. been peeing on seats yeah. again. <laughs> the movie theater's yeah. not your, uh, your yeah. outhouse. Like, oh, so, it's not. You know, did he have, he had a couple 99 bananas, man. Yeah, sure. Just stay away from that Yeah. Stuff. <laughs> have you ever found like a Nighthawk or like a TV dinner where you're like, dude, <laughs> TV dinner, yeah. respect, but I think, wow. I think the favorite thing I ever found in a theater, and after I want to hear yours about whatever <laughs> bar life you're leading these <laughs> okay. days, but my favorite was a pair of Batman boxer shorts <laughs> and shrimp tails in the same seat. Wow. In the same seat. So like they had snuck in <laughs> shrimp and left their boxer shorts behind. That is amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They snuck in shrimp tails. Yes. I don't think I can top that. You can't. No. <laughs> there was there was one time where, and this is just a really awful like poop story. All right. Um, oh yeah, you said we were getting there. <laughs> we'll Thank get you. there. Yeah, trust I was me. expecting that. <laughs> we'll get there. But this is the worst like bar. Like oh my lord. Like it, I didn't even feel bad for like the poop carnage. Okay. It was clearly like this guy was clearly sick. You're okay. Whoa. Oh, you kicked it over. Oh, no. We're still rolling. We are? We're still good. Yeah. Hey, Adam Copeland, everybody. Bazing. Do you want to say hi? Yeah. No. Okay, no. I'm going to adjust this just a, just a hair. Um, but anyways, uh, the guy had not only... You could see the path of, of breadcrumbs, if you will. Oh, no. And then oh. I think he had clogged the toilet so much that he couldn't even get to the toilet. There was a small trash can in there, yep. and then there was some carnage there that kind of sprayed across the wall. It was a big, big mess oh where God. Uh, the, the bar cleared out. Like There was no, like, hold on a second, guys. We just got to clean this up real fast. It <laughs> just naturally happened. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> and then oh. the staff was like, this was this poor guy like we yeah. never even saw him um there were rimlets of boxer shorts oh and my God, that's terrible. yeah it was awful anyways everybody so, does it yeah 
<laughs> and we have no night soil men anymore. The job is over. <laughs> and then, of course, yeah, you have your, your airplane bottles of like, yeah, oh my gosh, like how did this, who's just, I don't know, replenishing, like, hey, watch my back, man. I'm going to pour this, like, just, right. I'll buy you a drink, man. Like, if, how about, if this is the life you live, no, just yeah. stop it. Yeah. You know, do us all overpopulation. Don't go out, like, drink it, drink it home, I guess. I don't know. You're or, the Netflix market. You keep it there. Yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> um, what about weed? That, I feel like that's got to be a huge thing yeah. for, for movie theaters. Well, right, right. So New Mexico, we're apparently this close. With, you know, big, they call it the blue tsunami. Everybody else got a blue wave, but we got a blue tsunami. And part of this blue tsunami is apparently a green tsunami. Mm-hmm. And that means money and marijuana. You're good. Yes. So supposedly very soon New Mexico will branch out into recreational marijuana. I think we're doing it smart. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people think we're doing it smart. They want to look at the case studies and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, that's where we're at. But, you know, one of my, my little tiny dreams, little tiny dreams is to open a weed theater. You know, and I got a million plans, uh, and and I know a couple guys have already like talked about doing it or started doing it or are fundraising for it in some of the other states that have legalized it. And you got a lot to work around. Yeah. But yes, uh, at some point, I will not die before this happens. At some point, we'll see it. Yeah. You can go into a movie time. theater, right? Right. It'll you. It will, and it might not be from me. All right, but sure. I, rec- <laughs> I I don't know how they're gonna. Is it novelty? Is it a one show only? Is it a ten o'clock with munchy things in the back? I don't know. Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah, are there yeah. edibles? Like, what do yeah. you, or like, you come in and like, you stand in line and yeah. like select a strain? Select a How strain, does... or you have, uh, uh, you have, I mean, I know all these, um, I know all these bakers, I sound like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I, I, the medical marijuana has been around in New Mexico for quite some time. So if you stay around here long enough, you just start meeting, I've been here 16 years or something, you just start meeting everybody. So sure. actually know bakers who are gourmet chefs who make weed dinners for yeah. people, right? So that's a huge element, all right? Uh, there's there's weed-infused butter yeah. uh, for your popcorn, right? There's weed-infused popcorn salt. Uh, there's all kinds of munchies, all kinds of I wouldn't smoking leave the elements. I mean, you yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> and what I'd want it, you know, it'd be every, every night, 10 o'clock, the whole theater shuts down, and it becomes the recreational marijuana zone. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, and I think you could you could put this out again. This is coming from the guy who has not studied the law at all. <laughs> I feel like you could do you know stoned go karting, uh, yes. you know stoned video games, hundred uh, percent stoned life. You know the little sumo wrestler blow up yeah. thingies. Yeah, I just want to start like a Dave and Buster's with weed. <laughs> <laughs> what would you call it? Oh, maybe that's what I'd call it. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> with weed, you know, like like with a little carrot a little and like... handwriting up at the top. Yeah. <laughs> like new and improved. <laughs> There's like a joint sticking out of the sticking out of the uh, already... Chuck E. Cheese's mouth, right? <laughs> I already love the name of it. That's Weird. yeah, okay. Darren Buster's with weed. With weed. <laughs> no, with weed, new and improved, right? Oh, I'm pulling on this. I'm sorry. You're good. But, you know, yeah, right. I, I, I think it has to happen. I do. It, is the world going this way? Yes. Would we be the 11th state to do it? Yeah. Would yeah. it be Violet Crown? I have no idea. Sure Probably not. You know, I, I, but yeah, man, I don't know. I think, uh, there's a market for it. I think there's a market. I also think it'd be, well, just in the interest of fuck it. Let's say we did it, you know? Yeah. I think that's important for humanity. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Yeah. 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 Um, Besides, I'm sick of people sneaking in their crap. Come and buy mine, you know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Is, have you ever walked into a theater and you're yep. like, whoa, totally, Jesus, totally. geez, Louise. Totally. Um, all, yeah. Not um, all the time, but it's enough to say. Yeah. Because I've, I've yeah. definitely been yeah. stoned, gone to a movie, <laughs> and then contemplated, like, do I go out to my car real fast? Where do like, I go do now? I? Right. right. And then had the, like, talk to myself off the ledge like okay do you need to get stoned again just, be just, cool, just bro. yeah just <laughs> you got stoned enough just enjoy braveheart or whatever just enjoy braveheart. man stone and braveheart that might be terrifying i think so yeah <laughs> um last time i was in here you're always putting out fires yeah uh, last time yeah. i was here there was like you were talking to the cops and i was like i'm not even gonna say hi yeah, exactly right. <laughs> god knows what's going on yeah. i'm not even gonna go say hi yeah um and then of course right before i went into the movie you're like god fucking people man i love you adam sorry <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i told your girlfriend what happened when she came out to get your second yeah you were like right? oh man right. like this this yeah you gave me kind of like in a nutshell you're like this guy got lost or something and like <laughs> the cops man i don't know we had to figure out where he lives yep. anyways enjoy the movie good to see you. i just wanted to say hello i'm see like you, buddy. Oh, yeah see you, see you around watch and, out for crazy yeah. old man <laughs> and she comes back and she's like i think this guy like escaped from like 
yep. a place? And then what was the story? What happened? Yeah, so we had we had very specifically that night, and I got, I have enough to fill, you know. Is that your one o'clock interview, by the way? No, my one o'clock's <laughs> across the street, and it's in four minutes. We're good. Or okay. my two o'clock, sorry. Uh, so I guess this will be my Do we need story. a wrap? Okay, no, cool. No, we're good, man. Uh, I'll tell you what happened to this dude. Yeah. <laughs> this lovely dude. Uh, he uh, He's... Uh, I don't know how or why or what. Yeah. Uh, he was a very angry person in general. And basically the story we got was, I need you to call me a car, uh, a taxi. Yeah. And he said, we don't have taxis. Um, our last taxi cab company went down. Yeah. Last year, Uber. And it's funny because you call them and you'd say, I want a taxi. And their message says, Uber killed us. Click. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's basically what it says. And now you can get Uber everywhere. But as you know, you got an Uber, you got to register your card. You can't just call an Uber for a yeah. patron. So it makes, I mean, you you probably have more stories about this. It makes Certainly. a bartender calling a cab for a drunk individual infinitely harder. Yes. And I don't know about you. I've resulted in calling limos. Yeah. And it's just expensive. And sorry, guys, <laughs> you get a limo. Enjoy throwing up in it and get yeah. the hell out of my theater. Yeah. That's right. And that's all I got. So that's what I've been doing. So... So it's a wonderful start, resource. That's all we got. That's yeah, great. It's called the Black Tie Service. And yeah. It's about 30 bucks across town. Easy. All right. Piece of cake. Yeah, piece of cake. So, yeah, we call limos for drunks. Come on down to Vat Crown and get drunk. We'll call you a limo. <laughs> what a ritzy are, right what, what customer service, man. So this guy, he says, well, I've, been in, I've been in Santa Fe. And he's like, I can't call you a cab. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, I've been in Santa Fe for a week and a half. I have no credit card. I have $10 cash. Mm -hmm. I have uh, no driver's license. I have no nothing. Uh, all I know is I decided my hotel sucks, so I left, and they drove me to the hospital. And I didn't want to be at the hospital, so the hospital called me a Hoover because I told them I wanted to see a movie, and the Hoover took me here. And now I watched my movie, and I'd like you to get the Hoover to take me to a new hotel because my other one was trash. Yeah. That's the story I got. So through about an hour or two, including helping you out as you came in, <laughs> yeah. I finally just, you know, I called the limo's too expensive. No, you know, yeah. that hotel's too expensive. No, that yeah. shuttle doesn't work. No. So I finally, I just, I said, you want to get on the train? And he goes, where's the train take me? I said, Albuquerque, yeah. which is an hour away from Santa Fe. And he said, sure, why not? I'll, does Albuquerque have cabs? I go, I have no idea. Yeah, who But knows? it's not here, and you've been here for two hours, and you've said no to every single thing yeah. I've given you. It's an adventure. And Wink. he's like, all right. <laughs> so I don't know where... I don't know if he was senile, if he was messing with me, if yeah. I, 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 if I, and I had called the ambulance prior to them because I said, welfare check, guys, I don't know who the hell this guy is. Sure. In the middle of that, he decides to take out, he, he left the building and went to the train. <laughs> That's amazing. And I wish him luck. <laughs> but it was nuts. Oh, my God. Just uh, one. Just one. Just, just one. Yeah. Just one. <laughs> right. All right. I know you're stretched with time, man. <laughs> right. And, 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 and uh, tradition with the show, we always end with a poop story. Yeah. Have you ever pooped your pants? Uh, sorry, I kind of just like jumped the gun. I, I like, totally oh, have. Oh, oh, boop, boop. I totally have. Yeah. Um, what's, what's your poop story? So I, I, I was telling you my poop story before this because you gave me fair warning. Yes. I got to get the best poop story ever. And <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you, and I hope this trumps the other ones. You know, on your cast, all right. Uh, I was I my 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 firstborn was newly firstborn. Yeah. Okay. And he came out um, not just with the cord around his neck, but straight up just dead. Okay. He basically came out dead. Oh all right? man. And he's yeah. great now, very alive and wonderful. Yes. But he came out not breathing, all blue, just all the the entire room goes silent. Sure, all right. Sure. 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 Including my wife, myself. It was. Uh, yeah. It's dead. Right. Um, they spank him, they tickle his feet, they do everything, they're poking his eyes, like everything oh. they can do to cause some type of, <laughs> they even like, they did a little cute, adorable little one pinky like CPR on the guy, <laughs> all right, which I know is, I, it was heavy handed back then, now it's adorable, sure, sure. I'm like, now oh, it's, baby it's, CPR, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, I know, my kid almost died, <laughs> but yeah. anyway, uh, one was, minute in, ah, he's crying, he's awake, he's alive, oh my god, right, that woman is a lifesaver, I love her forever, yes, all right, um, um, so I go over, I'm crying. I'm like, my son, you know, it's a big deal, man. Sure. I'm leaking. Sure. My wife's leaking. Everybody's freaking out. All these nurses are like, oh, thank God. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I know it. And immediately I pick him up and he pees in my mouth. <laughs> Pees in my mouth, and while I'm dealing with that, I turn his body around and he shits in my mouth. <laughs> All right, and that's it. And that's my poop story. The first act on this earth my son did after he was alive was to poop and piss in my mouth. And later, it's, he puked in my mouth like six months down the line, too. 
So I know you very well, little son of mine. <laughs> it's a happy poop story. I yep. never thought that I would be able to capture yep. one on the... Yep. But it's actually... This is, you know, and I got to say, it was one of the happiest moments of my life because yeah. he was pooping, he was peeing, he yeah. was alive, Yeah. and he was in my mouth, so I knew it was real. <laughs> I'm not dreaming. <laughs> I'm not dreaming. Right. He's alive. Uh, right. It's yeah. amazing. Totally true. <laughs> That's it for us. Place out shitty ukulele. Well, it's a little early on that. Thanks, Adam. I'm so sorry. That was awesome. No, it's great. Uh, It's great. It's great. We are far, far beyond 